Hi, I'm Karen, and I'm Lauren. Uh, this is Downstage Left, a theater podcast where we talk a little, laugh a lot, and know nothing. Good job, but you did it. We don't know anything. No, I'm going to tell you, because now I've done it two times in a row after not doing it for like um, over a month. Yeah. Um, it is a little muscle memory, I think, finally, yeah. after a year of doing it. <laughs> Great. Buddy, can I tell you? I That's why I can't be on the stage, because my muscle memory kicks in after a year. After a whole year. Yeah. Can I tell you, I thought about this the other day, and I'm really upset that we didn't do anything with it, but my 12-year-old brain was like, oh, man, Besties versus Besties was episode 69. I know. No, I already saw that and knew you were <laughs> really going to say that, and I was it. like, it's, good. it's for the best. I, I mean, it is for the best, but also, son of a bitch, okay. you know? <laughs> Uh, welcome to you. Lauren is a middle school boy. I'm a middle uh, school boy. Every, listen, every time we do Mad Libs, the first number I come up with is always 69. Listen, I'm sorry. I know. I'm so sorry. Anyway. Um, so, guys, today we're doing a thing. So, going into the new year, we were still on, we were on a double quest because I messed up. We are on a quest with Ellie Stroker and we are on a quest with uh, Christy Altimer. Here's what I'm going to tell you. New year, new people, new quest. New quest. Because that one we were like limping in, and then we did a series of episodes that did not involve the quest. <laughs> we um, were essentially one one episode per person on this quest. Pretty so. much. So, um, hey, notice us. But I'm moving on because it's a new year, new you. Um, new us. New pod. Sure. Kind of. It's the no, same, same pod. pod. I'm sorry. It's the same um, pod. <laughs> I tried. Sure. I'm pivoting to uh, a lady that I just recently saw in person who I think is dope. And I, here's what I'm going to say, potentially did not appreciate her as much as since I recently, but we are pivoting to Stephanie J. Block. Yes, yes, yes. Guys, Stephanie J. Block is dope. First of all, I guess in like a, I don't want to like burn her right out of the gate. She's 50. Did you know that? I sure didn't. No, she looks like she's 35. Good on so, her. So honestly, whatever your skincare routine is, girl, go for it. Honestly, um, I didn't, I'm like kind of shocked right now. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, Me too. Well, because when I was looking at her like, um... Her theater credits, I was like, 19, what? Yeah. Where I was like, she's not old enough to like have a credit from like 1992. No, she definitely is. Wow. Um, That's amazing. She, I just saw her in Into the Woods. Um, She is, I'm going to tell you right now, in a way where I've seen several uh, iterations of Into the Woods, including the Hollywood Bowl with Sutton Foster, the one in open air Central Park with Amy Adams, obviously the original Joanna Gleason. Ugh. She's the Stephanie J. Black is the best baker's wife really? I have ever seen. Wow. She killed it from like obviously singing, whatever. Well, yeah. But you know, the baker's wife is such a nuanced piece of like comedy, yeah. straight, and like all the things. Empathy, yeah. She was so good. Oh. And she was with um Brian Darcy James was the baker. Yeah. They were so freaking good together. Oh, like great. in a like chemistry and like a get along oh it was great. And like voice way. Anyway. He's from Michigan, I think. Yeah, man. Um so she is the new quest, Stephanie J. Black. Notice us. Notice um, us, Stephanie. Guys, we've actually already done a billion shows with her in it. Just because she's been so much stuff sure um she edwin drood which yes. we did with ryan she was in that she was in uh the pirate queen <laughs> she everybody was the pirate queen she's grace o'malley everybody Guys. uh into the woods wicked she has played a ton of stuff but there's still because her resume is so awesome there's still a lot we of things lot to, cover, to cover uh Notice including that. today uh, we are going to cover a thing that is like known as Stephanie J. Black, and then also a show that I <laughs> that is weirdly related to me. Lauren, do you know what we're doing today? We're doing, yeah, we're doing Brigadoon and Karen, a classic Learner and Low musical. Lauren, what do you know about Brigadoon? I know that you think it identifies with your heritage. It does. It's Scottish, sure. Um, I don't know much about it. Here's the thing: it was always a show. Also, it does. I am Scottish. You are Scottish. Um, it it is a show that I 
was familiar like in periphery and growing okay. up so it was like it doesn't get done very often anymore yeah i think i i had seen it when i was like a kid kid mm-hmm. and i don't remember anything about it other than like i think it's like a magical place and <laughs> i don't know okay. um everyone's wearing right. a kilt and i think that's well, all i you're got just racially profiling scottish people i'm okay. scottish also uh, so calm sure. down <laughs> it debuted on broadway in 1947 like i said classic learner and low if you're not familiar with learner and low what's some other stuff they've done a billion oh, like they literally have done yeah. a billion things um now that i can't find any of them mm-hmm. oh my this god this is good we're Hold doing on, good Brigadoon. 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 paint your wagon uh my fair lady oh, yeah. uh Gigi. camelot Ooh, camelot coming back to broadway sure do you have the desire to sit for four hours and a half in a theater uh i do because growing up oh, I fun fact loved i loved king arthur and oh. that kind of stuff i read the like original french and english things like oh wait a minute so here's the fun thing i can say this now in the pod because i will have already announced it um my students at the time that we are releasing this i will have just learned that we're doing spam a lot for our musical (laughs) amazing i was so excited i will roll around for that but i will tell you too like i had a kid email me and ask today which is like two weeks ahead of time if that's the musical and i'm like what do i do with that she guessed it right i don't know what to do you do the thing where you're like I don't know. I don't know. Um, or I'll pretend I didn't see your email. <laughs> delete. Uh, okay. So anyway, Learn and Low, classic writing team. Uh, it debuted uh, 1947 on Broadway. And then the way that I was introduced to it and grew up is the Gene Kelly movie from 1954 oh. starring Gene Kelly and Sid Charisse. Um And it's great. And um, <laughs> it's great. here's the thing, though. Brigadoon has songs that you will recognize. Oh, for sure. Uh, in that way where... Um, uh, Finian's Rainbow was kind of like that. Yeah. We were like, oh shit, I didn't Double know that song was from like that. that. Yeah. Yep. And I will tell you which song that is when we get to it. But essentially, uh, Brigadoon is, oh, it's just a magical time. <laughs> I was right. It's a magical time. Yes. Uh, I know that was, part. It was, uh, and this is the interesting part. This was like, we talked a little bit about the golden age of musicals, but this was right around the time of Rodgers and Hammerstein. Also, yeah. like these powerhouse people writing these shows. So they're all kind of a little bit in the similar vein in which uh, you would potentially like not know. Like they're all kind of the same feels to them a yeah. little bit. Um, that's And that's in my head. It is the same feel as a lot of those yes. other like golden yeah, age style. For sure. No, for sure. Um, catalog musicals. Uh, okay. So let's. Let's just get into it because it's great. Okay, guys, here's the thing. Um, Maybe we haven't talked about this. My parents are Scottish. I think we've mentioned it. Well, I would just like a little background. My parents are Scottish, and I grew up going to like Highland Games. Like we used to go. We every Memorial Day weekend we would go to Elma. I never did any of these things, although my brother-in-law one time, I think, marched with, like, a fife and drum band, oh. and we knew a million people, like, in them, and we so were friends with... He's a professional with, musician. He is. Uh, sure, he plays with the DSO. Um, Excellent. He, we, we knew people who played bagpipes, like, we're just, like, very in the heritage, and so we would go, and, like, it's essentially... So, Elma, Michigan, is known as Scotland, USA, and Elma College is there, and they're known as the Scots, and if cool. you play bagpipes, you get a free ride to that college. Oh, my God. Because they have, like, a thing. Cool. Um, I didn't know that. I, my parents, I think, were wildly disappointed that I did not learn the bagpipes and go to school for free. Karen. But um, it's, like, kind of fun. And so they host the – there's a million, like, Scottish festivals, but that, that's the big one, or it used to be. And so it's on campus, and then they do Highland Games. So it's, like, the thing where they, like – toss a thing over a hay the hay bale over dude over i totally stuff. have a co-worker that participates in these. yeah it's yeah. like crazy stuff like it's like a shot put but like scottish yeah and then highland the highland dancing 
So, like, there's yes. the dance competition, which is, like, always my favorite thing to kind of see. And then individual bagpiping competitions and then fife and drum like core so like a pipe and core bagpipe ensembles and i was like please no i mean well (laughs) that's essentially what a fife and core that's like what drum and fife is is. like well yeah because it's like a bagpipe band so you have like 10 bagpipers a couple snares which are like different than regular marching snares like they're tuned differently yeah bass drums and then like a tom it's all but it's all very flourishy and then fun stuff like the the border collie like roundup where the dogs are doing like yes please Uh, and then a like drinking tent anyway well obviously and a craft show um craft show sure so we went to that from the time i was like probably seven to like through college that was like our memorial day we would go with other scottish church people anyway so i am like when i when we joke and say like i'm scottish that's because you're scottish i am you were raised and i have seen this show so many times (laughs) because anytime it like appears somewhere i will like my mom loves it so we go Sure, I'm Scottish, but in the way we're like, we just drink a lot, and really, I That's identify really as like Irish from yeah. the South. Is what we actually sure. Have. sure, okay, so not at all. Scottish by way of um, the South. Okay, so here we go. Act one. New Yorkers Tommy Albright and Jeff Douglas have traveled to the Scottish Highlands uh, on a game hunting vacation, but they get lost on their first night out. Um, they begin to hear music. So essentially... They're like, I don't know, and they're like New Yorkers, so they're basically, sure, a little, not like big game hunting, but they're just like, they've gone to Scotland to hunt like birds and stuff. Cool. Um, They get lost the very first night. So Tommy Albright was Gene Kelly in the movie, but uh, Gene Kelly is like a winsome, handsome hero. Uh, Jeff Douglas is essentially like his sidekick. He's the funny sidekick. Excellent. Yeah. Um, you know, like has, likes a drink. Um, my kind of people. So they go out and they get lost and they begin to hear music, Brigadoon, and it's coming from a nearby village that doesn't appear. It's not on any of their maps, but they're like, we're lost. This is great. So found a place to be. Correct. So they go there and, uh, they go back that direction. Um, and no, so they go to the village to try to get directions back to their, uh, hotel they're in Mm -hmm. and they find a fair in progress called Mithnaki Square. Um, with villagers dressed in traditional Scottish tartans. Um, bear with me, because my family's Scottish, but I don't have a, a Scottish brogue, so oh, just everybody damn. be cool. I was sure. really hoping Do you know hear, what? Like, Can I tell accent. you? No, my the saddest part of my life, my mom, like, regrets this. Her dad was um, immigrant, right? Okay. So she's first generation in this country. Neat. And so she grew up with her dad having a thick Scottish brogue. And so she grew up with one and then worked very hard to lose it. No. Because America. Uh-huh. You have to assimilate to everything in America. Leslie. And so it's so sad where I'm like, you would have been the cutest grandma with your like little yes. Scottish accent. Oh but alas, you sound Midwestern. Uh-huh. Michigan. Uh, anyway. So uh, they stumble across a fair in progress. Uh, Manahi Square. Uh, villagers are dressed in traditional Scottish tartans. Uh, Andrew McLaren and his daughters arrive at the fair to purchase supplies for their younger daughter, Jean's wedding to Charlie Dalrymple. Uh, sure. It's very fun. And Charlie is like, he is the like winsome, everybody's hero, the town's son, like good looking, great guy, right? Good looking. What is his son? Irish. Correct. Uh, and so Archie Beaton's son, Harry is madly in love with Jean and is depressed at the thought of her marrying another. Um, and he's unable to find comfort in Maggie Anderson's devotion to him. So a little bit of a like triangle a in the bit beginning. Of a triangle, yeah. Sure. Um, and this will come into play later, where Harry and Jean are very much in love. So it's not even a thing where she's like torn. It's just Harry loves her. Got it. Very um, Lori Curly Judd. Got it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I see. She's like not into Judd, not into Harry. Um, cool. 
Correct. Uh, one of the girls asks Jean's older sister, Fiona, when she'll marry, and Fiona answers she's waiting for the right person, waiting for my dearie. I feel like this is foreshadowing. Correct. Um, and it's Got like it. a, a beautiful song. Oh. That one maybe I have heard before. Sure. We'll get to the one I think you'll know. Um, Tommy and Jeff wander into... Also, fun fact, my tartan is the McNabb tartan. We're technically um, Gillen, but Gillen falls under McNabb. So if you ever see me wearing a plaid scarf... That's my tartan. Thank you so much for that okay. knowledge that I have now. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, anyway, Tommy and Jeff wander into the village and ask where they are. Archie informs them that they're in Brigadoon. Sure. Brigadoon? Brigadoon? Yeah. <laughs> um, Are we doing it? Kind of. Fiona, it right? Fiona invites the wanderers to have a meal and a rest at the McLaren home flirtatious dairymaid oh. Meg Bracky immediately falls for Jeff and leads him off. Whoa. Whoa. Stephanie J. Block played Meg. Stephanie J. Block, look at you. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Dalrymple appears, rejoicing in his impending nuptials. He shares a drink with Tommy, toasting to a Mr. Forsythe, who he asks, he thanks for postponing the miracle. That's important. Okay. Uh, Tommy's like, what? What's that? <laughs> what Tom- do you sure. mean? Sure. Tommy <laughs> asks what that means. Fiona shushes him and leads him away as Charlie celebrates the end of his bachelorhood, and they sing Go Home with Bonnie Jean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go home, go home, go, go home, home with Bonnie Jean. Yep. Cool. Um, cool, 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 cool. Tommy tells Fiona that he has a fiance, Jane, in New York, but he's in no hurry to marry her. Oh. And Fiona oh. reveals that she likes Tommy very much. Whoa. Well, this is like one of those <laughs> musical theater what things. What the hell? <laughs> this is sure. just poor Jane. I'm going to tell you. Uh, All excited about their wedding. And the, he's like, man, don't, don't rush it. <laughs> the charisma of Gene Kelly really helps sell that he's not an that asshole. That he's an ass? Yeah, okay. No, that he's not one. Okay. Um, uh, fine, I, I guess Jane's I'll Jane's not this. there. They're having, listen, what? Do we ever see a Jane? No. Mm, maybe. Uh, okay. Tommy insists oh, on accompanying Fiona to gather Heather for the wedding. The Heather on the Hill. That's the other big one for yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Meg takes Jeff to a place in the forest with a shack and a cot. Whoa. She tells him she's highly attracted to him, but he spurns her advances, wanting only to sleep. Uh, she reflects oh. on her eventful love life, the love of my life. Uh, Meg and Jeff are the co- comedic relief. Excellent. Right? Where she's like, come on. Like, she's really coming on. And he's like, no, 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 no. I've got to sleep now. Right. He's like, I'm so tired. Please leave me. So it's like very funny. Um, Cute. At the McLarens, Jean's friends help her pack her things to move to Charlie's home. Uh, Jeannie's packing up. Charlie arrives to sign the McLaren's family Bible. He wants to see Jean. Told that it's bad luck to see her on the wedding day. He begs for her to come out anyway. Come to me, bend to me. And this is like another beautiful song. That song, that title sounds familiar. I think yes. I've heard that one. That's what I said. This show has a ton of like music that if you hear it, you're like, oh. Yeah, I know that song. Know yeah, that yeah, yeah. Familiar. Um, cool. Tommy and Fiona return with a basket full of Heather. Uh, and Fiona goes upstairs to help Jean dress for the wedding. Jeff arrives wearing a pair of Highland Trues trousers cool. apparently his own pants have been damaged on a thistle what what do you mean uh, <laughs> damaged pants he sat on a thistle and tore his pants um adorable just kidding i think meg takes them maybe something like that happens hilarious uh jeff finds that tommy is so happy that he can barely contain it and sings almost like being in love and that's oh. the famous one from this show yeah yeah, yeah. all yeah. right a smile is on that my in face. other ba, 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 things ba, ba, also ba, ba, ba. no i think it's just a 1940s standard okay I feel like in my brain I've like, like heard it in, in another love. show. Sure, we've sang it a couple times. Yeah. Uh, Tommy notices that all the events listed in the family Bible, including Jean's wedding, are listed as if they happened 200 what? years earlier. What? 
sure put an effect on that. Okay. I hate when you say that. I know, that. it's my favorite. Make it's an echo. so annoying. Uh, my favorite is the last one. Utah! Utah. <laughs> I forgot about Utah. Sure, it's my favorite. Anyway. Fucking Utah! Um, so sure, it's suspicious that things have happened 200 years ago. Uh, when this he, part I knew also. Yes. When he asks Fiona about this, she sends him to the schoolmaster, Mr. Lundy. Uh, sure, essentially, to- Tommy's not dumb, but he keeps getting like, oh, you gotta go, like, uh, can't can't answer. Um, Fiona, Tommy, and Jeff arrive at Mr. Lundy's home, where he relates a story that the two New Yorkers can hardly believe. To protect Brigadoon from being changed by the outside world, 200 years ago, the local minister prayed to God to have Brigadoon disappear, only to reappear for one day every hundred years. All citizens of Brigadoon are forbidden to leave town, or it will disappear forever. So they have to stay. Which is, like, honestly a burn, where if you're, like, born into that, you're just like, I'm sorry, what? I can't go anywhere? The town disappears? Forever? Right. Great. Yes. I That part, I think this is the part where I was like, someone's trapped. And I remember this part where yep. they were, well, like, get trapped. get ready for a contrivance. Oh, boy. Uh, a str- uh, Tommy asks, hypothetically, could an outsider stay? Like, no one can yeah. leave, but could someone stay? And Mr. Lundy tells him, a stranger can stay if, the lo- if he loves someone here. Not just Brigadoon, mind ye, but someone in Brigadoon. Enough to want to give up everything. And sure, this is someone has written this like phonetically in like Scottish brogue. Oh, okay. I'm not reading it that way. Oh, please and do. And stay with that one person, which is how it should be. Because after all, lad, if you love someone deeply, anything is possible. Yeah. So contrive. Okay, got it. Right. I'm back. So essentially, uh, Tommy is con- well. Tommy is contemplating <laughs> ditching Jane. And his life to live in Brigadoon because he's fallen in love with Fiona because it's a musical and they've fallen in love while picking Heather on the film. Immediately. Um, Got it. This is silly. The (laughs) gossip, uh, sure, the group leaves, sure, the gossip, the group leaves to go to the wedding, which opens with the clans coming in from the hills. Mr. Lundy marries Charlie and Jean and they perform a traditional celebratory wedding dance. Sure. Um, This is a fun show to do because you have to do, like, choreography. But then, like, Highland dancing yeah. choreography, which is not the same as, like, regular choreography. No. And- I, here's what I'm going to tell you. I am... Will I ever do this show in my high school? Probably not because accents, but... I was just going to say, the accent's got to be, like, oh, a big part of this, too. Sure. But, although my kids did fine with an English accent, sure um, my choreographer is a former Highland dancer. Yeah. So she knows how. Anyway, shout but, out to Annie. Hey. Yeah, hey, girl. Annie. Hey. I don't think you listen, but hey. Uh, if she does, it'll be a fun surprise. That's right. Uh, sword dancers appear, led by Harry, and they perform an elaborate dance over their weapons. Sure, sword dance, no joke. Uh, uh, Google Danger. it. Everybody Google it. Well, so they basically lie the swords down in a cross, and then you have to dance without disrupting the swords. So uh-huh. you have to stay within the quadrants, like the yeah. four, and like, it, it's it's very intricate where you like move from one to the other, but then you like straddle and jump and move and like crisscross oh and stuff. Oh my God. It's very like DDR. Um, <laughs> honestly, a little bit. Okay. I can't, I, here's the thing that is when exactly I said what that, I of. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry to my culture. Uh, the town joins in the dance, but abruptly halts when Jean screams as Harry tries to kiss her. Sure, very Judd coming to the wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in anguish over Jean's wedding, he announces that he's leaving the town, which we know is bad because then the town yeah, disappears, everybody forever. disappears forever. Um, and he sprints away. End of Act One. What? What? Yes. So essentially, it's you have a couple different things. You got Saucy Meg on the take after Jeff. Jeff's like not interested. Love it. You got Tommy and Fiona 
in love mm-hmm. for five seconds. Okay. Tommy contemplating giving up his New York life and like his life in general <sighs> to stay in Brigadoon. You, you have Harry feeling jilted over Gene and Charlie's wedding, who are actually in love, where he yells, I'm leaving. I'm going to wreck y'all. What an ass. Act two. Uh, I mean, but okay, can I also just say, like, that's such a typical man thing to do. Sure, I got rejected, so I'm, I'm going to fuck up everything. <laughs> I'm going to make the town disappear forever. You are not yeah. that important, well, Harry. you know what? It's a fun thing where that argument that men are, or women are more emotional than men. It's crap. And you're like, okay, well, this fool is about to, like, nope a town because he, like, didn't get to marry <laughs> the lady he wants. Yeah. That's anyway. what I mean. But you know what, though? That's based in real, real Ooh, life men do that kind of crap all the True, time. Man. Not, I mean, not, like, disappear whole towns, because that's not, like, a thing you can do. We don't, here's the thing. We don't know we the can, towns are disappeared. Okay. Uh, act two. Uh, the men of the town, <laughs> including Tommy and a reluctant Jeff, frantically <sighs> try to find Harry before he can depart the chase. Also, it's very funny, because Jeff's like, I don't want to help. He's like, he's like, <laughs> why are we, to do with well, he's like, why are we getting involved? Like, we're going to leave. Like, yeah. he's like, okay. We're not even from here. Right. Uh, I don't wear a kilt. <laughs> Suddenly, an agonized scream is heard. Harry, who appears to have fallen on a rock and crushed his skull... Oh, my God. Uh, ...is found dead by the other men. Deciding not to tell the rest of the town until the next morning, the men carry Harry's body away. Fiona and her father arrive to see if everything is all right. As Mr. McLaren leaves, Tommy sees Fiona, and they embrace. She reveals that she's in love with him, and he tells her he believes he feels the same way. There but for you go I. Which is, like, another famous song. I think I've heard that. Yeah. Um, Fiona reminds him that the end of the day is near, and Tommy tells her he wants to stay in Brigadoon with her. They go to find Mr. Lundy. Sure, so this man's crushed skull has revealed their love for each other. Just kidding. That's a lot. Um, It is. That's a lot. You know what? Here's the thing. I thought he might die. I didn't realize it'd be so quick. So, that's nice. Yeah, it's like always, I feel like in all the versions I've seen, it's just very dramatic also. And you're like, what's going on? Um, Feels like he did not actually fall and crush his skull. Well, that's kind of the thing. We don't know. Um, I mean, they don't go into that. Um, oh, they don't. So it's not like he was murdered and covered. No, it's not a, yeah, it's not a, like, Charlie Dalrymple pushed him off a cliff. It's not that. Mm. It's not a Curly Judd situation in that way. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, in the village, Meg tells about the day her parents were drunkenly married, my mother's wedding day, and the townsfolk dance until the sound of Highland Pipes pierces the air. The gaiety is interrupted as Archie Beaton enters carrying Harry's body, Sure. Well, they didn't. Okay. What a party uh, crasher, yeah. man. Like, what a bummer. Led by the Pipers playing a lament. The other thing is, if you ever, if we ever do the show, I have to have bagpipes. Uh, Which I know a bunch of Pipers, so it's not a huge deal, but like. That's a lot, though. It's a lot. That's a lot. Um, Like, I would have to, I guess, hire them like a band. Like a band person. Anyway. Yeah, you would. Uh, Maggie, who loved Harry, we recall Maggie Anderson from the beginning. Oh, yes. Performs a funeral dance for her unrequited love. The men of Brigadoon help Archie carry his son to the burial place. Sure, it gets <laughs> real serious. Sorry, Maggie. Sure, second act. Oh, just like a classic second act where, like, fun, fun times, and then... It gets heavy. Heavy second act. I will say, I, I do remember this part also. Like, yeah. I remember it being, like, real fun and peppy, and then a real downer in the ha- second half, so... Um, I feel like classic shows kind of did that. Oklahoma's kind of the same way. Oh, yeah. Um, South Pacific, kind of the same way. Like, they just all, yeah. I don't know, like a boisterous, like, hour 30 first act, a downer hour second act. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Tommy finds Jeff and announces his intentions to stay. Jeff thinks the idea is dumb and argues with Tommy until he's convinced him that Brigadoon is only a dream. Um Sure. Oh, I forgot. It does get revealed. 
Jeff also reveals that he tripped Harry and accidentally killed him. See? Okay, I was right. Yeah. I, I was I like, knew, I, I was like out it comes this. back around, but I can't remember how. So, yeah. So, it was an accident. Correct. Um, and that's a legitimate accident? Or is it going to come in later where he's no, like, no, no, did no. it on purpose? It's a, it's a legitimate <laughs> accident where I think it may be, sure, they may be show. I don't know. I can't remember. Right. It's been a minute since I've seen the show. Okay. Uh, Fiona and Mr. Lundy arrive, and Tommy, shaken by Jeff's confession, tells Fiona that he loves her, but he can't stay. He still has his doubts from this day on. Fiona tells Tommy, as she fades away into the darkness, that she will love him forever. Oh. So it's like a real... Sure, for um, hundreds of years or some nonsense. A hundred years. Huh. He'll be dead. Uh, yeah. But it's the thing where she's like, he's like, I love you, but I can't stay. And she's like, goodbye. And like, fades. What a bummer. Um, four months later, Jeff is drinking heavily at a hotel bar in New York. Because also, sure, Jeff is living with the PTSD of killing someone. Yeah. Uh, sure, Brigadoon was not fun for Jeff. Uh, Tommy, <laughs> hard time in Brigadoon. Tommy, who has been living on a farm in New Hampshire, enters and greets Jeff, but is still in love with Fiona and can't stop thinking about her. His oh. fiance Jane Ashton, a beautiful socialite, talks to him about their impending wedding, but everything she says causes him to hear Fiona's voice and dream of Brigadoon. Come to me, bend to me, reprise. Heather on the Hill reprise. It's done in a way where she's like, she says something, and then Fiona in the movie. I think it's like. She's like a bubble or something, but like, you know what I mean? Where she's like, it's her face floating. Yeah. But in the stage play, you, he does that. And then you, she sings something and yeah. she'll be like, Tommy, are you listening to me? And he's like, oh yeah. And then she says something else and then it comes back in. Um, Jane leaves and Tommy tells Jeff that he wants to return to Scotland, although he knows the village will not be there, but he doesn't care. He's going back. Do it. Uh, the pair return to the spot where they found Brigadoon and it is expected to see nothing there. Just as they turn to leave, they hear the music again, again, Brigadoon, oh. and Mr. Lundy appears and says, my, my, you must really love her. You woke me up. Tommy waves goodbye what? to Jeff and disappears with Mr. Lundy into the Highland Mist to be reunited with Fiona. And I believe in this, like, play, she is there. Like, you see, you see them, <laughs> you like, see yeah, you see them reunite. There's not, like, uh, just an assumption that, like, Sure, well, he just leaves with Mr. Stage. Lundy yeah. and he's like, bye. <laughs> Um, listen, I'm going to tell you. Again, um, what about Jane in this scenario? Ooh, I feel really upset about Jane. her. Who gives no, a shit about I care she's about a, Jane. No, dude, she's a socialite. She'll be fine. Um, she was really excited about that wedding. We don't know. She could have been a horrible person. We don't know. Uh, okay, so, sure, this is one of those things. This show has played a million times, a million places, obviously starting in the 1940s. It had um, a revival in the 50s, so much longer later. Uh, it went into the West End. It opened, it had a revival in the West End in 1988. In 2014, it was revived and staged at the Goodman in Chicago. Yeah. Um, and they had, a, they did a little bit of a revision there as well. Uh, it was in Australia. Stage concert presented New York City Center in 2017 with Stephanie J. Block as <laughs> Meg. Um, Kelly O'Hara as Fiona. Oh, of course. And Patrick Wilson as Tommy. Oh. Uh, uh, sure, and, I like that. Yeah. Uh, and then it was choreographed by Christopher Wheeldon, who he choreographs a million things, but also a lot for the New York City Ballet. Cool. Um, and they were uniform. the reviews were uniformly positive. Excellent. Um, as I said, the 1954 version is the one that I am the most familiar with because I grew up with old siblings who kind of only <laughs> watched, my sister in particular, only watched like old movies. So I grew up on Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire and those types of people. Sure. I didn't know what modern things were for like until I was like six or seven or eight. And then my brother would buy me Green Day Dookie. So everything <laughs> balanced out. 
Sure, it balanced to the force. Sure, you, you ever want to know why I'm the way I am <laughs> and also have, like, such eclectic taste, it's because I had one sibling that was like, let's watch Top Hat or Singing in the Rain. And then my other sibling was like, this is called Metallica and you should give it a listen. <laughs> Enter the Sandman. Like, you know. I love that for you. Listen to Basket Case. That's oh, very okay. good. Um, sure. I'm going to tell you, Green Day Dookie. Potentially love, still their best. I love Green Day. I can tell you, maybe just, still their best. Um, just as a vote. You know what? You know what show needs to be on our to-do list? American Idiot. That's sure. what needs to be on our we, to-do list. We have Ryan. We'll bring Ryan yeah. back for that one. And Terry, too. Sure. I was thinking about that. We'll talk about it. <laughs> anyway. Pod. Terry, um, we're inviting you at some point. Get ready. That's right. Um, They have cited Schmigadoon as like, part of it. I was wondering if that was going to come up in um, this And here's the thing. It is not like... Schmigadoon is similar in, like, the town, like, appears. Yeah. But then, obviously, it's a thousand different musical theater tropes that are, like, like poked hard and people, at. right? Yes. Yeah. Very funny. Where there's, like, a mayor. Because oh, all the shows have a, have a mayor. Yeah. Sure. Played by Alan Cumming, so it's very funny. Excellent. And the, like, mean mayor's wife, who's the villain, Kristen Chenoweth. Yep. Um... Sure, it's very funny. Um, Isn't Aaron Tveit in it? Aaron is in it as kind of like a Billy um, from Carousel type character. Got it. Um, I haven't seen it. I do have Apple TV now, so I feel like I need to watch you do. it as uh, a here's the thing. theater person. Like, you yes, do it. because you will get all the jokes. Yeah. And then it's funny because, like, I think this joke was in it. If it's not, then I'm thinking of something else. But where, like, Aaron Tveit's pants are super high. And at one point, <laughs> Cecily Strong is like... Why are your pants so high? I think that joke's in there. If it's not, they missed an opportunity. <laughs> if not, you willed it into existence Correct. and we just made that joke. Um, so. No, it's like very fun. It's, uh, we watched it and it was like, because if you know musical theater, you will be like, that's from Oklahoma. Yeah. That's from Music Man. That's from my favorite. Like, you yeah. you just will know right away. That's Carousel. Like, you will know right away what they're making fun of. That's fun. Um, plus, um, um, what's her face from West Side Story? And Hamilton, she got she played Anita, Ariana DeBose. Um, she was the bullet. Okay, that makes everything make more sense now. Anyway, I, she's I in it as a school. See... She's in it as a school teacher. I didn't see New West Side Story. That's don't. Why I, uh, here's what we tell you. Don't. That's it's why I was like, definitely not worth it. Because I was like, I was thinking like Old West Side Story. No, no, no. What here's what I'm gonna tell about? you. Don't see the new one. It's not worth it. Steven right. Spielberg should never have touched it. Uh, they ruin it in so many ways. I think we maybe talked about it in we an episode. We have discussed it So, uh, still, years later, I rate. Um, anyway, uh, sure, she's in it, too, as, like, a school teacher. Cute. With, like, a, I think, like, a brother, like, a younger brother who, like, has something wrong with him. Like, you know what sure, I mean? Sure, because Music Man. Yeah. Right. Yes, it's, it's exactly that. So Adorable. Anyway, yes, watch Schmigadoon. It's very funny. Um, but anyway, so that's Brigadoon. Um... I'm going to tell you, it does, uh, I've seen maybe the most productions of it in Canada. <laughs> like, I've seen it in several stages in what, Canada in for some reason. <laughs> like, just now I was thinking about it, like, why? I don't know. But it's one of my favorites. It's, I mean, here's the thing. You you want to talk about shows that maybe don't age as well. Uh, this maybe lives there a little bit. This this actually, to me, has a little bit more of a Finian's Rainbow feel to it than kind of like okay. Rodgers and Hammerstein. But, yeah. Um, it's the thing where it's, like, a cute show. It's got fun characters. But this was still during the time where, like, we weren't fleshing characters out the same way. Sure. And the plot is, like, they're in Scotland. They found a town. They're in love. 
he wants to stay. The second in conflict is he doesn't stay. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. they killed somebody. And then you're like, whoa, they oh, killed someone. Is someone is dead. Right. Where <laughs> Jeff man has died. Sure, where Tommy goes back to Scotland and gets reunited. And Jeff, what they don't tell you is, like, Jeff sinks into an unbearable depression and, like, unalives himself. Sure. That's you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it gets weird and dark. But, like, it's a fun, fun show. The music, to me, is fun. Um, if you can find the Patrick Wilson music that's out there um it's really good and it's really fun and like i said you will hear the music here's what i will say it's in a way where we've talked about like rogers and hammerstein music like gets stuck in your head and it just is like they're all bangers and whatever these types of shows i think not as much where the music is like very to me indicative of that time like it sounds like you can listen to it go sure this was done in the 40s yeah and so i think it's not as like translatable to now like i would love to see it maybe with different orchestrations and some things like that and some updating sexy brigadoon sure sexy brigadoon um oh my god sexy brigadoon um the guilt i was just gonna say sure here's what i'm gonna tell you so when we did when we did uh shakespeare goes wrong yeah we have the Macbeth scene yeah and our guys came out in like short (laughs) my one student kyle who is like six foot two he's very tall and like all like gangly high school boy legs um short short skirt excellent and it was hilarious it was like very funny so anyway um (laughs) where we allowed it because it was just so funny uh anyway um it's a fun show i encourage you it's it's one of those ones that if you are trying to build your, like, musical theater library, like, your repertoire, like, shows you know, yeah. you should listen to it. Yeah. And to your point, like, it's definitely music you will know, even if you don't know it's from this show. Yeah. Like, I know, you, got, you know, growing up in a weird community theater, like, I, it was for sure in the periphery of things that yeah. I did know, and I just have, like, well, it, it, no one it, does, it, does here's it, the thing. so. From a production value, it doesn't get done a ton. Nah. I think Canton Village maybe did it, maybe, like, five six years ago but um here's why the costumes are specific you have to have traditional scottish costumes accents um accents the dancing is not just like right the (laughs) dancing is not like step touch spin grapevine like you have to know how you there's some highland dancing to it yeah um you have to have bagpipers like the very tough it's yeah from that kind of so like a regular community theater probably not like going we should do it here's the thing if my theater company had continued, I probably would have done it at some point. You would have been like, this is my heritage. Everyone get on board. Yes. <laughs> I would have been like, my director's note would have been like, hello, everybody. Good day. I'm Scottish. Good day. Uh, I'm Scottish. No, it's just, it's a fun show. And in a casting way, not that hard because you essentially need it's a lot of people, four boys and that's it. And then you, it's all women and you're sure. fine. So, sure, will I ever do this in my high school? Honestly, maybe. If only because... Are you talking yourself into it right now? No, I'm not. Well, here's the thing. As you know, I never... I'm already talked into it if I'm talking about it. But in a way where I would have to have the right people, but would have access to the things that are, like, the struggle bus piece of it. where Accents. Yes. Pipes. Yes. Yes. All those things. But you already have a Highland dancer, so maybe. And I know Pipers, and and Annie would have access to, like, Scottish stuff. So we would So you're doing it. I don't um, think so. Not soon. Coming but to the stage in here's 2024. The uh, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. We are still uh, still too much in the rebuild. Yeah. Where like when Butts and Seats show still. Of course. Uh, this is not one that is well known enough. To, not a like, Butts and Seats kind of deal. Um, I, you know what? We talk about this sometimes. We've talked about the tiers. Where like tier one to me is like a phantom or Beauty and the Beast. Lemons. Yeah. Blah, blah. 
tier two are things like Into the Woods. Tier two shows to me are shows that like theater people for sure know, and then like non theater people Might kind know of know. Yeah. Tier three is like only theater people. Tier right. one is like everybody knows Sound of Music, that kind of thing. Sure, Brooklyn Dunes a tier two to me. That's what I was gonna um, say. That's because like older people it. will know it because of the Gene Kelly stuff. But yeah. like, um, is that enough to like do the show? No. Do I also want to subject myself to three months of bad accents? Also, maybe no. So, um, okay. <laughs> what a challenge. It is a challenge. Uh, let's say on a scale of uh, a kilt that is, like, too short. Oh, boy. And you're, like, ass is hanging out. Because I don't know if you know the this. kilt? Well, do you know, like. So yes, I do know. Kilts, you're not supposed you to wear, wear anything. Yeah. Um, or, like, floor length. Oh, boy. Um. I guess, what would you give it? I don't understand. Uh, is it short? I know. Like- well, I, that's the thing. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say the shorter it is, uh, the more you like the it. The more you like it. Okay. Sure. That um, just seems logical. Here's a side note before I give you my rating on this. I had a friend. I, uh, I use this friend, this term loosely. I had a friend in high school. Um, it was just like a person I knew from kindergarten on who habitually occasionally would just, like, wear a kilt to school. Sure. And I'm going to tell you, I also, I had a kilt. You had a kilt, friend? And, like, a kilt from Scotland that I wore consistently to, like, Christmas Eve, blah, blah, blah. And I would put that kilt on. Sure, this tells you, I, I still a little bit dress like this now in a preppy way. I would put that kilt on, a white button-up Oxford, and yeah. then a cable-knit either red mm-hmm. or gray sweater. Absolutely. Sure. That and then like you. penny loafers. Naturally. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Let's go. But like, I'd wear that now. Honestly, the whole conversation with Paul and his kilt was like, "Are what's underneath? Are you wearing anything underneath?" And he would always just kind of like everyone always asked him. He always just give him a little like smirk and a shrug. Like, all right, well, Mister Attention, we get it. Fine, Paul, if you still have that kilt, it's time to retire it. Um, so (laughs) be proud. (laughs) I don't know. Um, so for me, this kilt is gonna hit like I don't know, like where kilts should normally be like in the knee area i think a little bit above your knee a little above the knee i don't know it sounds fun i don't know it well i haven't seen it in a long time i've at one point saw it but um music is nice well written Mm -hmm. it's a classic learner and low in that way where like you do love learning well you name the shows that i named and you're like oh yeah those are all learner and low got it they have a sound to them uh sure i give this like uh i'm gonna tell you i give it hits just right i think this show to me is like I obviously have sentimental value attached to it, um, but I do think it's a good musical. Like I think it's fun. I think it does take like a real dark turn. Um, yeah. But a man has died. Sure, a man has killed another man <laughs> accidentally and has to live with that and tells no one. Tells because um, who are you going to tell? Back I think in the, the real interesting world? fun thing is like Tommy comes back and like goes to a farm. Yeah, and is like still engaged. Was and he still... a farmer before? No, he just was from New York. That's why that's weird. What anyway, in the world is that about? Exactly. I'm... Uh, so anyway, kilt just got longer for me. I don't know. Um, <laughs> get it? Well, the interesting thing about the movie too is it had Sid Charisse in it, and did she do a lot of dancing? Yes, Sid Charisse was like for sure. She's more of a dancer in that way, where she was right. paired with Fred Astaire a lot and blah blah. Well, that's what when you and described in, it, it doesn't sound sure, like she was in Singing in the Rain. Yeah. Yep. Well, the, when you described her role, I assume she was like Fiona. Yeah. It doesn't sound like that character she, dances she that much. So I was like, did she dance at all? Because I know she was a real big dancer. She's a huge dancer, and yes, Fiona has a lot of like lilty ballerina type stuff got it um cool now i have a different image in my head of fiona that sounds fun yeah she was great it's an interesting thing because sid charise i first knew her in um uh singing in the rain 
because she is oh, man wikipedia really let me down in terms of like looking at things damn it wikipedia i know i'm really struggling i'm sorry hold please i don't know enough about singing in the rain to know the characters i know um, well that's i can't remember so her name it. but so i know she, i remember like on. i can see like the image of her face in that sure movie. okay i was right here's what i'm gonna tell you i should have just trusted myself trust yourself well she doesn't have like a character name but she's the one that dances with him in his dream when he's like gotta dance and he goes to the yeah he's like in new york and he's like pitching that mm-hmm. she is the long-legged woman in the green sequin dress uh, and the Louise Brooks style hair who vamps Gene Kelly and Broadway Melody. Love it. Which I knew it was her. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Anyway. Should I forget Rita Moreno was in that? It was in Singing in the Rain. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sure. Singing in the Rain. Another classic that maybe we'll talk about on the show. I don't think done super a lot on stage, but there is a stage version of it. I've seen it. There sure is. I don't want to do it. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so that is Brigadoon. I think we did it. Uh, I'm going to say... Um, Guys, follow us on all the stuff, you know, the socials. Again, I here's the thing. We say it every time at Downstage Love PC, but if you don't know it and you can't Google it, I don't want to keep helping you. Like, you got to, like, get out there on your own and, like, you got to stand on your own two feet. Please help the pod grow by giving us a review anywhere. Yeah, review like us. Share us. Uh, Share comment. It, tell send your us friends. your emails. Yeah, yeah, we're about to, like... Put no. it in a weird Facebook chat group. Do those still exist? Do people still post? Sure, I threw us into a bunch of. I threw us in the beginning and then yeah. fell right off of that. So, uh, guys, do it so that we get some. Here's the thing: I looked the other day, and we had one of the pot, one of our episodes has like 120 listens, yeah. and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so, guys, okay. do it, and then you know, send us what you want to hear. Or is there a show that we haven't done? Is there a Stephanie J. Block show that you love that we have not discussed on this show yet? Let's because we're getting ready. Stephanie J. Block knows us. Um, and we're going to go. We're going to do that. I'm going to say we did it. it. Uh, and I'm going to say uh, exit stage left uh, pursued by Charlie Dalrymple carrying a sword. <laughs>